0: And we are going to read Psalm chapter 91, the entire chapter. So, Psalm chapter 91. We're going to spend a lot of time, not, not a lot of time on this, but um, it's going to be fairly quick. But we're going to read through it, and we're going to just talk about that first verse. What does it mean to dwell in the secret place of the Most High? because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So that's Psalm chapter 91. We're talking about dwelling in the secret place. The verb to dwell means to make your residence. And then adding the the letters E-T-H, dwelleth, to the end of a verb makes it a continuing action. So not just dwell or dwelled in the past or dwelt or dwell present tense, but dwelleth is a continuing action, E-T-H. So dwelleth means to make your permanent, continuing residence think of it he that makes his permanent continuing residence in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty so it's a continual dwelling the verb to abide means to continue to occupy the place to continually remain in in the place he that makes the secret place of the most high his permanent residence shall continually remain under the shadow of the almighty how many want to be under the shadow of the almighty you know i think that there's times we don't want to be under the shadow of the almighty because sometimes it's like we're in a in a hidden place Sometimes it means we don't get the recognition. Sometimes it means a lowly place. Sometimes um, it's only God. He gets all the glory. He gets all the honor. Great things might happen, but guess who gets all the glory and all the honor when you're in the shadow of the Almighty? Some people want more credit. Some people want to be brag. I-, I can tell you, I, under- I can understand. I didn't always want to be in the shadow of the Almighty, but I understand that there is the place that I want to be. There's great promises associated with that. So, the secret place of the Most High is gloriously described in this Psalm of the Lord. It is called a refuge from the hunter who would stop your flying and ensnare your life to satisfy his evil evil appetites we can see that in verse 3 a fortress against the onslaught of the pestilences that consume the works of your hands a place of shelter like the newborn eaglet knows under the mighty wings of its parent protecting it from the pelting rains blowing winds and any predator that might venture near And we see that in verse 4. It reminds me of a story of a, there was a fire that went through this forest area and somebody was walking through and they seen a dead bird laying there in just had been scorched and had burned. It was dead. So... That person went to kick the bird and said, dumb bird. As they kicked the bird, underneath it was all the little chicklets that were still alive. So it reminds me of that, dwelling under the wings, being sheltered by his wings, right? It talks about that in verse 4. The secret place of the Most High is a place where you do not fear the terror that wreaks its havoc in darkness the enemy will wreak havoc in darkness but when you're in the secret place you don't fear that got quiet you could hear a pin drop The secret place of the Most High is a place where you do not fear the swiftest and most deadly and accurate weapons of the enemies of your soul. You could see that in verse 5, those arrows. The secret place of the Most High is a place where you do not fear the pestilence that stalks its prey in the deepest night. You could see that in verse 6, the first part of it. The secret place of the Most High is a place where you do not fear the perverted destroyer, which is beyond shame, Kaylee. Everyone can hear you in the whole world on the worldwide internet, worldwide web. I said, Worldwide internet, worldwide web. <laughs> she thought that was funny. so the secret place of the most high is a place where you do not fear the perverted destroyer which is beyond shame and has the audacity to commit its evil in even in the broad daylight you see that in chapter in verse 6 the second part of that verse the secret place of the most high is a place where you do not fear any of the things which ruin the lives of thousands and thousands all around us you see that in verse 7 thousands of lives being destroyed. You do not fear them from within the secret place because you know they cannot reach you there. They cannot entwine their life sucking tentacles around your soul. You are safe if your permanent dwelling place is the secret place of the Most High. And especially, like you said, with Brother Tomyev. Brother Tomyev and I have a a little bit of a connection He also has eight children, five daughters and three sons. And um, we would, at the minister's meetings, we would talk. He would, uh, we would sit and we would talk. And he, several times, he would just mention that he thought I was Russian or had some kind of Slavic, you know, but, and he's over there in Ukraine right now. Brother Tomyev. But if you're in the secret place of the Most High, it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. From the secret place, you can see the ruinous end, the destruction of those outside. It is open and obvious to your sight And the vision of it may distress your heart because you know how needless it is. How many times do you see people, their lives are destroyed, and you thought, man, if they only applied God's principles, they wouldn't have to go through that. You can view it from within the secret place, but you never enter into it. You never experience it yourself, what I'm talking about. You never experience what those are experiencing on the outside because you're in the secret place and you can view it from within that secret place. When you dwell in the secret place, no evil can ambush your soul. No plague of judgment is able to affect you. For in the secret place of the most high, angels take up stations all around you. We see it in verse 11. Commanded, charged by almighty God to guard every dimension of your life even to lift you over and above any and every stumbling block on the path you walk through this life. The secret place. It is a place we'd all like to dwell. At least that's what we say, right? Some don't believe that, this, that such a place exists. And that's not a surprise because it is a secret place. It's a secret place if you searched for it you'd not likely find it we talked about it when we talked about um, the message i don't know if anyone was here this may have been years ago when i spoke on the message called the few do you anyone here remember the message called the few you've heard me mention it uh in various passages But if you search for it, you'd not likely find it because Jesus said of its gate, few there be that find it. That's found in Matthew 7, 14. Few there be that find it. And that word find is a verb and it comes as a result of searching. That verse says nothing of the individuals who aren't searching. So out of the ones who are searching, few there be that find it. So that verse doesn't say anything about those who never search. They are lost. But he spoke of those who make the effort to discover the entrance to the secret place and said, few there be that find it. If you want to find it, you want to find that secret place. Few. What's few? How would you define few? (laughs) Right? Just not many. I, there was my old boss, uh, when I used to work at, right, right up the street up here at the, uh, Machine shop, 20, uh, almost 23 years ago uh, when my wife was pregnant with Jesse. In fact, when he was born, I was working at the machine shop. And day one when I walked in there, um, the owner of the machine shop, we, we were working for a little while. I said, okay, everyone, take a seat. Sit down. They're like, what? Because it's break time. They're like, we never took break before. He said, we got a union man in the house, because I was union. And so he said, union guys take breaks, so we're going to start taking breaks. They're like, oh, okay. So we're all sitting down, and we're just chit-chatting. And he told me that he used to be a minister, a Pentecostal minister. And something happened, I don't know what, and he got bitter, and he walked away from God. And in the course of working there, I noticed that he stopped cussing as much. I noticed that the radio station was changed to Christian music. I never said nothing. I never demanded that they didn't cuss around me or demanded. I never said nothing. And then he started reading his Bible. And then they started, he started getting more involved and being drawn back to the Lord. I never said nothing. So... I seen him at the uh, farmer's market. He had a booth. He was really big into beekeeping. And he has a ton, he's got a ton of beehives. Hey girls, listen up. He's got a ton of beehives. And his company's called Coloma Gold. And so um, I went over to his booth and I said, uh, hey, how you doing? And we started talking scripture. She said, you know, I'm out there. I'm listening to preaching. I've got my headphones on and just me and the bees, you know, just collecting the honey. And and he said, you know, I really believe that we're going to be surprised at who's in heaven. I said, rather, I think we'll be more surprised at who's not there because there's a lot of people we think are good people, but this is a very difficult entrance to find. Few there be that find it, shh. Few there be that find it, that secret place. So that entrance. If you want to find it and you want to go in, then you might not have the ability to go in. Jesus said, many will seek to enter and shall not be able. So very few find it. And out of those few, there's few that are able to enter. Now, do you remember? Anyone remember talking about this? The few. So you're going to need some help. The help of the one whom God has graciously taken there and who has faithfully taken up permanent residence there. It's a secret place. You've heard about it in word and song, by deeds, by life, and upon rare and precious occasions by death. With all the witnesses, it was and it is still a secret place to most of you. So, if you hear and obey, you can get in. <laughs> if not, you'll never see the door, even though you might stare right at it. But first, right? The preacher warns that it is the greatest difficulty and the greatest benefit to dwell there. Taking up your permanent residence in the secret place of the Most High, great benefit. Otherwise, you'd not be able to count the cost, and you must count the cost. It's expensive. But it's worth it. It's a good deal. It's a really good deal. It is at once the great, uh, both the greatest difficulty, the greatest benefit, a benefit greater than all those already mentioned. It is he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Abiding there will be a difficulty because the self in you is given rule above the rule of God right? The self in you is given rule above the rule of God. It would be unjust both to the living and to the dead not to tell you the truth about your situation, about the secret place and how to get into it. If your self is allowed to rule, these things will be a difficulty to you. To some few others of you, though, these same things represent your highest ideals and the very goal you pursue every day. What is the greatest difficulty, and also the greatest benefit of dwelling in the secret place? It's that you shall abide, continually occupy the place under the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow of the Almighty is an oasis of shade to relieve the weary desert pilgrim and shelter him from the burning heat that dries out the spirit, soul, and body but it is also the place where you are hidden in the shadow of Jesus, where all the beauty of your features is dimmed and hard to see because the glory of his nearness. And I began to think about that a number of years ago when I thought about following Jesus Christ. I have decided to follow Jesus. And if I'm following Jesus and if I'm coming that should be what you see. Not, not about me, as we heard Brother McAtee preach a, few, a couple weeks ago. It really is all about him dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty. It's the best place we could be. It's where all the qualities of your personality are overlaid with the humility and the meekness of Christ. It's where the very force of your life and its meaning are lost in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit of God. Under the shadow of the Almighty, abiding there, never getting away from it, always playing second fiddle to Jesus. Living your life in His life. Having your life hid with Christ in God. Your own self in all its glory, but also in all its shame, always decreasing, becoming less and less significant. As John the Baptist said, I must decrease, he must increase. When he realized who Jesus really was, John the Baptist was very popular during his day, but he said, I've got to decrease. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. I've got to decrease. He's got to increase. So walking in his shade, unable to achieve any glory of your own because it is all going to him in whom is no darkness. There's no variableness, neither shadow of turning to always and ever glorify him in the presence of others but even more in his presence, less of me, more of him. This is the goal and purpose of lives of all who will not compromise. Compromise removes you from the secret place. Compromise moves you out out and keeps you from even knowing that you are out of that place you can believe that all is well that you are in the secret place but be out of it and blind and lost the true people of god will not compromise the doctrine or the standards of the secret place and when they die they all go where we all only hope we will go they abide in the shadow of him who is the light that no man can approach unto they see him as he is They become like him, says we shall be like him, right? When we see him as he is. They so want you to know their Jesus from inside the secret place. Acknowledge, number one, this is how you can get there. This is how you can have that entrance opened up to you. It's found in 2 Peter chapter one, but I'm going to give you the summary. Number one, acknowledge Jesus Christ to be your only God as well as the savior of the souls of men. Number two, you need to confess your fallen sinful condition, your desperate need of saving, but also his marvelous ability to save you. Number three, seek to discover and know the will of God for your life. By study of scripture, by prayer, and hearing the foolishness of preaching. Number four, commit yourself to obeying the truth as it is revealed, not in the creeds or traditions of men, but in the word of God. Number five, wash away your sins calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in true biblical water baptism. Number six, receive the indwelling presence of his Holy Spirit, which is manifested by your speaking praises unto our God in the tongues of men, and the tongues of angels. Number seven, join yourself with the fellowship of God's people in living a life of uncompromising righteousness and brotherly kindness. And the last one is be a loving witness of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Dwell in the secret place. What does God say about the proud and what does God say about the humble? Anyone know? So yeah, um, and the scripture that comes to mind that God resists the proud. That, but you're right though. That that's true too. The, the scripture I was thinking of is. Uh, But he also does resist the proud. If God is resisting an individual who is proud, I don't think it's going to go good in the long run. But the humble, he gives grace unto. He gives grace to the humble. So dwelling in that secret place, it puts him first. Dwelling under that shadow, it really is all about Him. And so this happened to me when I was in high school. I shared this story before, but as I was in, uh, running in track, um, I had, was running the 200, and I was coming around, and in my, peri- I was running at Sac State, and they had that all-weather track, and it was kind of a hot day. I had my spikes on, and I was coming around the corner, and um, in my peripheral vision, I could see that I was in the lead. But then I felt on the straightaway that my foot was on fire, and I was, and it was hurting so bad. And so I focused on my form, just concentrated focused on my form and in my peripheral vision, I start, see people start to pass me. And when I got through at the finish line, my coach came running over and he said, what happened? I said, I don't know, my foot's on fire. And I took the, my shoe off and I had a big fat blister. I said, coach, I got a big blister. I said, I'm done, I can't run anymore. He said, you still have to finish your long jump. I said, coach, I can't even walk, this, I, this hurts so bad. He said, you have to finish your long jump. I'll go get you some moleskin. So he went and got me a little moleskin, put it over the top of that big blister. And you know how much that helped? Not at all. (laughs) So I had that on and my foot was still hurting. It was still on fire. And I walked over to the long jump pit. And I just knelt down and I prayed. I said, Lord... I can't do this my coach says I need to do this this is too painful for me but if you'll help me you get all the glory because obviously this ain't on my strength in my weakness right he can be made strong so I went and lined up at my mark and I had my spotter and I ran and I jumped the farthest jump I've ever jumped I never jumped a farther jump before or after. And I told the Lord that I would give him the glory. In our weakness, he can be made strong. When we humble ourselves, God can do great things through us, but he does resist the proud. And he that dwells under the shadow of the Almighty puts himself second to him. Amen. And I think that's going to be enough Next week, we'll be talking about the rich young men. And um, in some ways, it's it's sad. He went away grieved. But we'll be talking about that next week. Amen. Brother Sharam.